Um, so I, I learned something, and, and I, I didn't know this, um, but Casey, Illinois, apparently has the world record for lots of things. That's what they advertise on the way in. And we didn't have time to stop, but they have the world's largest mailbox and the world's largest rocking chair, and that's all I got notice of, but it sounds like there might be more than that. So I'm kind is of excited. Is that the largest ball of twine is? Maybe. It's only a two-hour drive from Indianapolis, so what I'm telling you, I'm going to promise the listeners right now and promise my friends, the Undebeatables, that within the next six months, I will make a trip to Casey and visit every Guinness Book of World Record uh, thing that they have there and uh, report on it. Maybe I'll even do a pod from it. Uh, it's very exciting. Just Maybe I'll do a pod five. from the world's largest rocking chair. You mean is sitting it, in the world? Yeah, I was sit, rocking in it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't think you can... Uh, maybe there's a ladder up to that thing. That's a very big <laughs> rocking chair. They let you do that. I think they might, I might get thrown out, but I could maybe do it in front of it. Or maybe inside the world's largest mailbox. You can get in the world's largest mailbox. <laughs> there you go. This is very exciting. So I, so I promise that I will make these things happen in the next six months. I'll, I'll be on site for some of these things. Excellent. Yeah, but I'm sorry I missed it on the way out. We it was uh, a little hot, a little busy, a little wet. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know how you like it. I was trying to th- uh, think of the joke, and yeah, you beat me. Hot too. and wet and busy. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to. Uh, it'll be great. It'll be perfect. Y'all motherfuckers don't watch us play throughout the year, to tell you the truth. Whee! I'm going to be real with you, and I don't care if I get fined. That train is off the track. Who doesn't love the bounce castle? <laughs> Hitler. Just prepare to... Yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh, be awash in unbeatable goodness. Welcome Pacers fans. You are listening to the Undebeatables, your semi-weekly Pacers podcast. Today is June 20th, 2021. Happy summer. And this is episode 535. Coming to you from Silver Spring, Maryland, I'm your host this week, Jason Triplett. Joey is out uh, carousing, and uh, I, I think he's still coming down from his Juneteenth uh, party. Uh, this show, we're going to talk about uh, <laughs> what happened in the second round, discuss our predictions for the East and Western Conference uh, finals, and speculate wildly about uh, what is now a bevy of coach op- openings in the NBA. All that plus we'll get in under Google if we have time. Joining me to discuss all of these things are two of our three analysts, coast to coast, like buttered toast. First, from some random hotel in Terre Haute, Indiana, he's our in-house bartender, mixing up the drinks and the crappy jingles, John Colson. <laughs> what is up, Pacer Nation? What is up, Undebeatables? I, uh, this is one of the more random places I've ever been. I'm in the breakfast nook. Uh, of the lounge of a uh, comfort suites in um, I, I would like to uh, shout out um, 
you guys for uh, constantly being able to <laughs> make time for me even when I'm <laughs> in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> so shout out. No doubt, no doubt. Uh, and from Boise, Idaho, out west, it's our enforcer, John Harper. What's going on, fellas? We should definitely institute some sort of uh, undebeatables bingo for, hmm. like, Colson activities. <laughs> it's a random hotel. Right, you got to pick this, pick where. Yeah. The sad thing is that you got just across the border, so you're not in a different, you know, it's not like right, you're in a different state off of your. Uh, I, yeah, I know it's going to sound random uh, that we're this that I'm this close to home, but I, I got to say that uh, you know I'm with my seven seven year old uh, mother. Uh, w- the uh, the car uh, air conditioner went out on us. Uh, we were out west during the heat wave, so it's been over a hundred degrees every day, um, and uh, I bought a little. Uh, mini uh, like swamp cooler you know like basically you put ice in a thing that blows air on you um, sure. uh, to, to try to kind of make things better for the trip if I bought like six of those it might have worked <laughs> yeah. um, anyway uh, couldn't quite get through the day uh, but uh, had an excellent trip with my mother uh, went out to, to um, I think we mentioned last week to uh, have a spiritual journey for my uh, my grandmother's death during COVID um, got to see her gravesite, got to hang out with my uncle and my cousins and all that stuff. So it was a huge success. Um, couldn't quite make the last two hours to Indy, though. So that's why you're stuck with me here. Last mile is always the hardest. That's right. That's right. <laughs> all right. Before we start the show, I just want to remind you guys that you can uh, support us. And in fact, the show is brought to you. Brought to you by you. That's a weird sentence. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is help us out. You can support us at <laughs> patreon.com slash the undebeatables. Uh, you can support the show for as little as a dollar a month. I think we have uh, five and $10 levels. You can get yourself a sweet koozie um, and potentially exclusive or not exclusive. Uh, what's the word? Uh, early access to special episodes from uh, right. uh, Colson. Re, you know, recording from the largest mailbox in the United States. <laughs> That's right. In the world. Get, no, sorry, get, the get world. excited now. Yeah, exactly. I would, I'll right, be boys, inside well, the mailbox. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I'm going to mail myself to somebody. Did you know, did, I'm sorry, did you know that you could mail children through the U.S. Postal Service until 100 years ago? Huh? Yeah, you could mail children. You would just you can like mail anything. Yeah, you can mail anything. You would basically just like you know, put somebody's address on a kid and a bunch of stamps on their head and just throw them on a train. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Like it, it became illegal to to mail children about a hundred years ago. So. So this was in lieu of buying them a train ticket. Yeah, yeah. Train. Basically, just send them to your cousin or whatever. Send them to grandma and grandpa. You just mail your children. They decided that that was against the rules. Because they basically had had you know the mail carriers were now in charge of like like children, <laughs> infants, and things like that. Yeah, except I'll bet they weren't. <laughs> so uh, American fun facts: <laughs> you used to be able to mail your kids. <laughs> Jason's thinking, "Hey, that's not such a bad idea." <laughs> well, I'm thinking if you want to travel, you know, it's that's like it's like sending your luggage, you know, ahead. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. don't want to deal with it getting lost at baggage claim, right? For sure. I'd, I'd love to meet your kid if you could just mail him out for a couple of days, you know. <laughs> I'll send him back. Man. 
I I think we have a new subscription uh, child care service that we're gonna <laughs> provide. provide. Uh, okay, so we are marching along in these playoffs. We have there's still there's currently game seven between the Sixers and the Hawks is going on right now. So we don't quite have the full uh, conference finals picture, but some things came into focus this past week. So let's start on the west side since that's uh what we know so in somewhat shocking fashion i would say the phoenix suns uh swept the denver nuggets like it wasn't even close right. in any of these dominated games, really uh you guys have thoughts on this what happened how did what happened to denver did it just all fall apart no jamal murray's that important that they they fell apart i mean i i th- thought that they weren't going to make it to the second round. I really thought Portland should have been able to pick them off without Jamal Murray, but I was wrong about my Portland team. I mean, mm. I mean, mostly the Suns just seem to be playing really good basketball. They're tough right now. They're super confident. And, man, did they ever get the job done. Chris Paul, masterful as well. So it must be. we got to throw him kudos mm, when he does good things. I don't. Okay. Um, He also, uh, what, missed game four and game one of the next round? And the Phoenix. No, he was in game four. He played. Oh, was he? Okay. Oh, yeah. He he dominated. And then he he got his COVID, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, But he also, he missed game one of this next round and and, uh, Phoenix won anyway. I'm just trying to take a little luster off of uh, Chris Ball because that's what I love to do. Uh, No, this was was a domination. I, you know, uh, Jokic was the MVP. Um, he got awarded his trophy, and you thought um, this is going to be a game that Denver's not going to lose. Um, but they lost. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, um, I, so I was in Denver during this thing, um, the uh, during this debacle. Uh, the newspaper is going crazy. They're ready to trade uh, Michael Porter Jr. for. Um, I love their plan. Uh, just a shout out to the local uh, play, uh, news writers. They're going to trade him for a Zion Williamson, which I thought was. Oh, uh, yeah, that's a good idea. If anybody could make, pull that off, I think that's a great idea. Um, well, we'll get to this later. Zion's got to be pissed that Stan Van got fired. So yeah, he's, there you he's go. Move. It he's sounds ready. like they're blowing things up in New Orleans. So. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And just want to trade him for uh, you know Michael, Michael Porter. Porter Jr. Straight up, exactly. Obviously. Uh, sure, a, a, an amazing uh, offensive talent, but, you know, can't play defense f- a lick, apparently. Um, and has the size. And by, You'd think he's Rasheed Wallace, but he's not. He's not that at all um, defensively. He's got the body for it, but he's not. Um, it's also a second year. Defense. I know. I know. No, no, I agree. I agree. I'm just trying to give you a sense of what the uh, Denver Post is all about right now. Sure. Um, they're, um, they're giving up. They're all out on Michael Porter Jr. And they're ready to trade him for Zion Williamson, Definitely. which I would agree with, which is a good idea. I mean, you trade <laughs> probably just about anybody in the league for, for Zion if you, if you had an opportunity. Could. Yeah, and I sure. don't think anybody's going to let you do that. Yeah. A little um, bizarre to yeah. blame that series on a second-year guy, though. If you're I completely agree. Fan. I completely agree. And <laughs> Jokic was brilliant. Um, it's, it was, you know, just, just, you're right. The Suns played really well. Uh, if Jamal Murray is healthy, it's a different series. But, like, the Suns look – really confident um they went in and swept against a good team 
And they went ahead and won game one against the, the Clippers, uh, which I know we'll get into. But I'm just uh, I'm, I'm just starting to grapple with the idea that maybe the Suns could actually win the NBA championship, which is crazy to think about. Yeah, it's real weird. Let's let's not get too far ahead of it. I'll they just put you down for right that there. now. <laughs> okay. I haven't talked myself into it. I'm just saying I'm trying to come to grips with it. I do. Before we move on, I do want to throw some love to uh, DeAndre Ayton, uh, who in this series, my whole calculus on this series, I picked Denver to win. And my calculus was Jokic is the MVP, and he's super good at getting opposing big guys in foul trouble. And basically beyond Ayton, the Suns have no big guys. And so I thought this guy's a second-year player. He's going to get in foul trouble. And he did not do that. He played, like, very solid defense contributed on both ends like he plays within his lane you know mm-hmm. he doesn't do anything that's um you know he doesn't take over games for stretches or anything like that but he's a really solid and smart basketball player and, and i thought that was a key you know in addition to you know chris paul's magnificent play and devin booker you devin know, booker's been brilliant yeah uh you know 40 plus a couple times i think in that series so and in game one of the the series against the Los Angeles Clippers, who took down Boo. the Utah Jazz in six games. Uh, what is the term? Is this the douche nozzle sweep where you lose <laughs> the first two and then you win the next four? That's brutal. Yeah. Yep. And to rub salt in the wounds, after game four, we found out that uh, Kawhi Leonard uh, might have a torn ACL or at least a partially torn ACL or something like that. He's question, He's out indefinitely, I guess. Indefinitely. Maybe we'll try to come back later in the playoffs, but hasn't played since then. Uh, Utah proceeds to lose game five. Um, without Kawhi Leonard. Without Kawhi Leonard on their home court. That's what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. And then, was that the game? Or was it game six? It was game six, right, where Utah was up by 25 points uh, just after halftime and proceeded to give up 81 points thereafter <laughs> in the second half uh, and lose lose the game and the series. When uh, Terrence Mann dropped 39 on him. Oh, yeah. That was amazing. I think, what was the stat I read that after the the – the Jazz were up by 25. From then on, the Clippers shot 77% from the floor or something, like some ridiculous Good percentage. From the floor. Against the NBA's best defense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Without their best player. Right. Without their best player. Yeah. So are, are we willing to admit that uh, Paul George uh, led this team to two playoff victories? Um, oh, well, Terrence Mann led them to game six, obviously. <laughs> yeah, but it's not like Paul George didn't put up 34 or whatever he did. Uh, all, all I know is he wasn't the high scorer in that game. That's all okay, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> These are just the facts. Just you know? facts right. Man. I mean, I suppose small kudos to Paul George for stepping up and, you know, making plays. But this has got to be... This is to me more a series that Utah lost than. Oh, this the, is the a huge choke job, right? Kawhi Leonard goes down. You've got to take this thing by the neck and just win it. You just got to, you just got to do it. 
So is this thing, uh, do we blame this on Mike Conley being out? Or do we just blame this on um, that the Utah Jazz are an imperfect team and then they need to be rebuilt? Because I was totally on board with, you know, they got the number one, um, they, they were the number one seed in, 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 the, uh, in the West. And I thought for good reason. There's a well-balanced team, a well-constructed team, sure. a well-coached team. Um, they're good on defense. Bench. They're good on offense. They've got a deep bench. Um, is this just because Conley wasn't there to, to kind of give them some, some leadership? Or do they have to blow this thing up? Well, you got to ask a lot of hard questions, I think, if you're the Utah Jazz. How did they lose this series? Because Conley played in Game Six, didn't he? Yeah, but he was. Yeah, he one was eight. Yeah, he was barely himself. Okay. Twenty-five minutes. I'm, I don't. I don't know. I don't know enough about basketball to know what to do here. <laughs> that's that's not true. That's not true. You know that, a lot about basketball, so tell us what you think. I mean. Given the the last couple years of playoff, because they you know had a similar situation to Denver last yep. year, right? Where yep. they were up, and then and then they're up three one, and they lost that yeah. series. Yeah, and so something's got to change, right? And you know, is this a coaching situation? Like, are we looking at future Pacer head coach Quinn Snyder, or yeah, maybe? I'm a little surprised that if it, you'd think if it was going to happen at Maybe it would have happened already, but uh, I mean, it's definitely concerning, you know, but their best player is also super young, right? I mean, it's a lot to put right, on yeah. Donovan Mitchell's shoulders to be, you know, hey, go out and beat Kawhi Leonard and Paul George in the L.A. Clippers, right? Right, and, and you're 23 or whatever he is. <laughs> and, and that's kind of what it was, right? <laughs> I mean, right. he takes 27 shots in that game. I mean, it's him and Jordan Clarkson. I mean, I, I don't know that I agree that this is really that deep of a bench. I mean, they're fine. They got jingles, but like... I, they got Bogdanovich. He's a yeah, starter. but he starts for him. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I'm saying there are other guys around him. I mean, Favors, Nang. I mean, these are the guys getting minutes on that team, right? Um, Royce O'Neal is, you know, again, a guy that they were just asking a whole lot out of to try and right. beat an and LA who, Clippers. And who played really well. Sure. Um, he yeah. did. So, so at some level, the construction of, you know, spending a significant portion of your cap on a guy, Rudy Gobert, who, you know, is a multiple-time defensive player of the year. Three-time now, I think can't necessarily do anything else get you a bucket in the playoffs and you know didn't exactly show himself super well in game six there like you know seems expensive for 200 mil yeah right because that's the problem right is how do they go out and add another piece off the bench or a, a solid contributor unless they develop it from within or you know get lucky with a late draft pick. Yep. I mean, you know, Conley's definitely past his prime and he tends to be injured. Um, he's a great piece in the backcourt with Donovan Mitchell if he can stay healthy. But again, that's always a gamble, right? Jingles mm-hmm. and Bogdanovich are fantastic wing players in this in the NBA where you need guys to play defense and shoot three-pointers. Both of those guys can do that. Um, they've got, you know, w- the best defensive uh, rim protector in the league up front. Um, and then they've got one of the better scoring guards off the bench, right? So, like, that, all of this seems to make sense. 
but it's not quite making sense. I mean, um, until you give up 131 in a, <laughs> you know, right. make or break game against the Clippers, right? I mean, right, yep. right, right, right. Without their best players, can, still. Yeah, I and mean, clearly this team can play hard-nosed defense and win a bunch of regular season games, but getting over the hump in the playoffs, um, you know, when you're not, I mean, it's just tough, right? When you just you got a guy on the floor and he's not a part of your offense, right? You're playing four on five against right. you know another right. really good defensive team. That gets tough real quick. Yep. You know, it's funny. Uh, I remember um, when I was a uh, um, back in the day. I believe that it was '99 when the uh, Pacers got beat uh, by the Knicks yet again. It was, I, yeah, we were like the two seed, and the Knicks were the eight seed, and they beat us and went to the the finals. It was the four point play series. Um. I wrote a letter to Donnie Walsh, a strongly worded letter. <laughs> and I said, um, this, isn't, uh, this isn't a reason to break up the team. This team needed another year of experience. Don't panic and do something stupid. Um, what he did was trade uh, AD for uh, Bender in the offseason, but otherwise he kept the team together. Now... Bird says that not having AD uh, against Shaq was part of the reason we lost the finals. I would say that part of the reason we lost the finals is because uh, Larry Bird didn't play Jalen Rose enough. But still, the point is, uh, Donnie Walsh didn't panic, but he did make a move because he felt he had to make a move. And so what I'm saying is the Jazz maybe just need another year. Donovan Mitchell needs another year of experience. This is a really well-constructed team. And I like their coach. And I think you just you just sit on this and say, hey, look, we had the number one seed. We just didn't have the experience in the playoffs. Let's just wait another year. That's what I, I would just, do. Be patient. A lot of bubble wrap for Mike yeah. Conley. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Just be patient. That's what I would say. Um, you know, it was a COVID year. It was weird. Wait one more year and see where you're at before you start blowing things up. That would be my advice. Yeah. But I'm, I mean, they, you know, also, you know, Utah as a, as a state kind of sucks. So, like, whatever, I don't really care if they win or lose. Um, I just like their team. In Utah. I mean, yeah. What's that? Utah as a state sucks outside of our listeners. Our listeners. Oh, oh no, no, no. Anybody listen to this? Oh, I mean, yeah, they're probably Pacer fans, though, so shout out. Right. Yeah. If you're uh, a Utah fan, you kind of suck. Is that fair? Yeah, Can yeah. I say that? A Utah Jazz sure. fan? Yes, I'm still mad about the Utah Jazz being called that. Yeah, it's not okay. It's not okay. Exactly. They needed to it's fix okay. that immediately. Right. We've got Juneteenth, you know. Let's do Squared Utah away. Mormons. Let's, let's, let's do let's it. Let's figure out the Utah Jazz next. That's right. New Orleans Jazz. And then, oh, you know what? We could just swap them. So it could be the uh, Utah Pelicans. Like, who cares anymore? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knows anything about Pelicans. It doesn't anymore. matter. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I agree with that. I mean, I think Mitchell took a leap in these playoffs. Yeah. Um, obviously, he's still, you know, got some some ways to grow, I guess, in terms of, you know, taking a, a series, an NBA series by uh, – or playoff series by the scruff of the neck and, and not letting his team lose. Um, but, yeah, but I thought he really showed up quite well. Okay, so yeah. let's uh, move on to the, our thoughts on the conference finals out in the West now. So we have uh, Phoenix – the two seed uh, against the Clippers, the four seed. We already know game one happened today, and the the Suns 
without Chris Paul, who, as you mentioned earlier, Colson is in COVID protocol for an unknown amount of time, uh, and hopefully will return soon if you're a Phoenix fan to the to the lineup. And the Clippers, uh, who, as we mentioned before, are without Kawhi Leonard uh, for an undetermined amount of time as well. So tough series to read. How are you guys feeling about this series? Harper, do you have uh, thoughts? I mean, not knowing what's up with Kawhi is terrifying if you're a Clippers fan. I mean, until I know what's up with that dude, I'm picking the Suns, right? Um, The the loss of Kawhi is bigger than the loss of Chris Paul. So much of what Mm. Chris Paul does can't be done without him putting on his shoes. (laughs) You know what I mean? He can still be, you know, the adult presence in the room and get his guys, you know, hyped up. Um, and, and be a good savvy leader, right? Um, you know, Ka- Kawhi's uh, contributions to his team, he's got to be in his sneakers for those to happen. So um, I look forward to watching the Clippers getting get dismantled, specifically Paul George. Now, I will completely agree with that, except that I watched game three uh, in Denver while I was in Denver, and Chris Paul took that game over. And now part of the reason was that Denver couldn't figure out how to basically put a man where he likes to go. He just went exactly to the elbow every time he wanted to. He got to his spot. But he hit that jumper every time. Now, I agree with you. He provides more than that. It's about his leadership. But I don't know how many points he scored in game three, but he just did whatever he wanted. Uh, It would be nice to have him back on the floor. I mean, my only point is that it's a bigger loss for the Clippers to not have. I agree with that. Yes, I completely agree with that. Uh, Kawhi Leonard is what a top five player in the NBA right now. He can do whatever he wants defensively and offensively. Finals MVP sort of guy. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty good. (laughs) Pretty good. He's decent. He's decent. Um, And you know, Paul George is good, but he's not a replacement, right? Um, I still, you know, my prediction last series was that, um, you know, Paul George would uh, shoot a a basketball off the side of the backboard in game six and and they'd lose. I I like that prediction still this series. Maybe I just predicted it around early. I think that Paul George uh, shoots a game winner uh, off the backboard in game six and uh, the Suns win this thing. They're going to the NBA Finals for the first time since Barkley. Yeah. So you're taking Suns and six, Harper. What? You, so you had Suns as well I'll take without Suns. Clay. I, I'll hope for a seven game series. I mean, I, you, you think you, maybe Kawhi comes back at that point though? You think? I don't think Kawhi's coming back. I okay. Think you think that's he's just done. my? He's ripped all opinion. the tendons in his knee or something. They're just not telling well, us he's that. He's had injury issues before and he is not shy about taking time right. off that's true like he doesn't His body need to is prove himself right. as the one of the top dudes in the league like he's got he's already trophies. going to the hall of fame right yeah and so he's got a bunch of money a bunch right. of rings yeah don't hurt yourself and right. you know here's a chance for paul george to prove if he wants to stay with the clippers or whatever yep. be uh Kawhi leonard's batman exactly. or sorry robin yeah yeah um so I don't think he's coming back. I I think I value Chris Paul a lot more than you guys, I guess. I don't know. I mean, but I think he's coming back sooner than later. Um, word on the street is that he is vaccinated, and the 
what did I, let's see if I remember this right. So all you need to return if you're vaccinated is two consecutive negative tests and, and or what was the other thing? There's some other thing to get back faster than the 10 days or something like that. Um, so I think he'll be back sooner than later. Well, I'd like the way this Phoenix team is playing. Already, right? So. right. Yeah. And even the 10 days gets him back by like game three or four. Right. I think so. Yeah. Because when he went into protocol like last Tuesday, there was, yeah, there was still, yeah, there was still like three or four days before the next game one. Uh, so, yeah, all right, you guys, you took six and seven. So I'll take Phoenix and five. <laughs> yes, I it. like it. Come on, sons. I like it. I thought you were gonna take the sweep, but I'll take. I, I like five. Yeah. Um, as always, this pod believes that uh, Paul George is uh, terrible at basketball. Yeah. Did, no, did actually, Joey pick we think the Clippers he's in five. Yeah, we. Yeah, Joey definitely. Yeah. Yeah, no, Joey. Joey sent me a text and he said, um, "I love Kawhi Leonard, and the fact that he's out means that I'm scared, but I trust playoff P, <laughs> and so I'm taking Clippers in six. Is what he said. Playoff P to win in six. I got to win at home." I see. Gotcha. Gotcha. All that L.A. home court advantage, you said. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right on, right on. All right, cool. Well, let's um, let's take a little break now, and then we'll we'll talk about uh, the Western Conference and or the Eastern Conference. No, sorry, the Eastern Conference. You know, but words. The other conference, the other whatever. One. The opposite one. What is it? you know? If you turn the globe upside down, what's east and what's west? Exactly. Come on. Well, you just broke broke my mind, man. It's still they're still the same direction. Oh, what? Anyway, uh, yeah, let's take a break. Listen to some music. And I gotta look we'll at a back map. at you with Eastern Conference <laughs> and some coaching nonsense. When the when the, when the magnetism finally does flip again, are we gonna keep calling north north, or are we just you know, or are we gonna call south north? Yeah, is magnetic north going to be south? Yeah. I mean, eventually it, does it will that be. matter. Right. But will we call it that? I don't know, man. I'm not I, I don't I don't think we need to have all these labels. <laughs> <laughs> it's very constricting. <laughs>
All right, back from the break. Hope you enjoyed that music. Uh, check out the show notes. Click, get you some. All right, boys. Uh, we're not quite. We don't quite have all of the Eastern Conference Finals uh, figured out, but we do know one half. Uh, the Milwaukee Bucks. That's right. The Milwaukee Bucks defeated the Brooklyn Nets in a seven-game series. Lots of caveats to this. Um, uh, first, James Harden <laughs> plays 46 seconds and then blows a hammy and misses basically game one, two, and three, and four, right? Uh, and then in game four, I believe it was, mm-hmm. Kyrie Irving does something, rolls an ankle really bad, uh, and an is out. And then Kevin Durant just goes berserk in game five. Had 49, 17, and 11 or something like that, right? Ye old 49-point sure. triple dub. And a f- and five steals. Um, it put him in the playoffs. It put him with Michael Jordan and was it Wilt? There was one other person that's ever put up anything close to that. Um rare rare fight air in the playoffs was that game five no that was game six yeah that was game six with the 49 point triple double yeah 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 because harden comes back for and been played no no that was game five that was game five came back for game six oh yeah yeah yep and they won that as well and they did but harden was basically a no-show in six and seven right hard well i mean he did he did better in seven but yeah he was not. He was not. He was around. No, no. He was definitely. He was never James Harden. I agree. I agree. I mean, yeah. No, they must have lost Game Six. They did lose Game Six. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, they, they did lose Game, game six. six. Yep. That's right. Yep. The Bucks had came back. So, so yeah, it was, coming back. Yep, 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 yep. James Harden came back for Game Five. That's right. But he did nothing as well. Yeah, he did. No helpful things. <laughs> I mean. You know, pass the ball to people that are healthy. To Kevin Durant. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Which is what he did on the final play of the game. Uh, so, so this is uh, this is only the third time in history that a game seven has gone into uh, overtime, I believe. Definitely the first time since like two thousand six. Two thousand six, yeah. and then I think the other one was like in the like sixties or something like that. Um, so anyway, this is a huge deal. Uh, you, you basically, you take the entire series to a limit. These guys have played each other the entire time and they, they go to, you know, the, the extent of game seven and there's the extra basketball at the end of that. So it's pretty, pretty freaking cool. Um, Durant has a chance to win it at the end. Um, he, uh, shoots a three pointer that would have won the game, but his toe was on the line. And so he ties the basketball game, which forces us to overtime. Um, he then, in the end of the second regulator or the first uh, overtime, um, Harden hands Durant the ball, and he uh, goes to a very similar spot with his toe on the line and airballs, and mm-hmm. that's the end of the game essentially. Well, actually, there was weird bullshit where somebody got fouled and they had to take – Brooke Lopez got fouled and they had to take free throws for no reason. Everybody was already, like, hugged and, and shook hands and gone to the, the locker room and they had to come back. But um, anyway, 
Milwaukee wins this game. Very exciting. I I, I thought, uh, you know, Durant played every minute of this game and looked like the best basketball player on the planet. Um, and I thought Giannis did just enough and did enough driving to the hoop and not settling for three-pointers and forcing the defense to react at the basket to um, to win this game. It was, a, it was a great – it was a really, really, really fun game. It's a fun game. The overtime was a little bit underwhelmed. <laughs> okay, fair enough. They were all out of gas by They then. were way <laughs> out of gas. All those guys had played, you know – 50 plus minutes and and looked the part <laughs> for for long stretches after an early basket from uh, uh from the nets like no one scored for like three minutes of game clock <laughs> yeah you know it's funny i was I, I was rooting for the bucks because again we've talked about this i'm rooting for small markets and i feel like the nets have just kind of put together a super team and like whatever i'm not i'm not cheering for them but even i was like durant you need to get close to the basket you're tired you know, yeah. like stop shooting these long jumpers. And then he did and got those two points in the, in the overtime, but everything else was long jump shots and, and, uh, other people trying to score. Also, uh, Brooke Lopez got a fantastic block, um, to save the game because he, he pretty much almost lost the game. Um, uh, at the end of regulation, uh, he gets the ball with two seconds left on the shot clock, but there's eight seconds left in the game. And instead of shooting the ball, he passes it to Chris Middleton. So the shot clock expires. How did he not get told in the huddle by everyone? They asked him, I think Chuck or Kenny asked him, um, uh, asked Chris Middleton, whether, uh, Brooke Lopez had been told. And I said, yeah, everybody told him. We all told him he knew what was going on. <laughs> so like for some yeah. reason, instead of shooting the he ball, he just didn't want to take that he shot. He just passed it. He just passed it. Yeah. He wasn't um, so hit potentially, it. and if Durant hits that three, Brooke Lopez is the goat. Um, not the goat. The, yeah, goat in the opposite yeah. of the mm-hmm. greatest mm-hmm. of all time. Um, and uh, also, he probably loses, uh, you know, Coach Bud's job. Uh, he might get <laughs> traded. Like, I mean, everything. I mean, he that not wanting to take that shot could have lost that. Uh, that, that could have sunk that franchise. So um, he's lucky that Durant had his toe on the line. And no one, no one is going to confuse Lopez for the greatest of all time. I don't think. <laughs> no, and I, I, we heard it on Wax Harper. Uh, Colson says Brooke Lopez is the goat. <laughs> goat like the like where Joey's got a goat guy who will eat your grass. Not the greatest of all time. Ah, mm. yeah, I couldn't for the life of me figure out why Nash or Durant or Harden for that matter didn't call a timeout on that last possession. I mean, they had time to, you know, get up court and the thinking, you know, in recent years has been, well, you know, you don't call a timeout, you push the ball and hopefully get some against not set defense. Right. But they didn't really push the ball. Right. So all they ended up with was an isolation of Durant on their best defender, which is not what you want out of that at all. So they ran no action. Why not call a timeout and get Durant, 35 more seconds of rest. And that's the other part of it. Give him a blow. I mean, he was so exhausted, right? I mean, even if you're not going to drop a play, even if you're just going to let guy take a blow, your chances are better calling that timeout. Just real confusing uh, from rookie coach Steve Nash there for me. But, you know, the players could have called one too. I I, I don't know. That that was confounding. But Yeah, you know, I wonder if – I wonder if uh, Nash in his head was thinking that, you know, Harden's going to run this thing under the basket like I used to do and curl around and like, drop it off. Did he not see Harden's first 50 minutes on the court? The guy was <laughs> clearly broken. 
Yeah, he <laughs> broke it. So instead, he just dribbled up and then like handed it to Durant and said, "Okay, go ahead and do something special." Yeah, he just I'm Brooke of... Lopez did, and you know, goaded it over again. I'm not. So let somebody shot. else do this. He Brooke Lopez did. That's pretty good. That should be our new thing. <laughs> Brooke Lopez did. Oh boy, you broke right. it. Well, so congratulations, in the other series. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. this is Shout huge. The uh, it's the second time they've been to the uh, Eastern Conference Finals ever. Is that correct? Yeah, last time was 2001. No, it can't be the last. Oh, Eastern Conference? Because they won a title before. Like when in uh, 71. Kareem was there. Yeah, in 71. Right, okay. Yeah. And All the right. last time they were in the Conference Finals was 2001 with Iverson, and they won, went to the Finals. Bucks didn't. I go believe to the that's right. No, no, Iverson won against. Oh, the Bucks. sorry, I'm thinking yeah. of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Iverson won against the Bucks and went to the finals in 2001. You Got are it. correct, sir. Yeah. Okay, on the other side of the bracket, we have a game seven going on right now. As we are recording, the Hawks are up three. Uh, towards the end of the third quarter here. Uh, so we can't really make a prediction one way or the other yet. This series has been super intriguing. Um, the Hawks steal game one, as we discussed last week, uh, Trey Young just going bananas. Uh, then the Sixers look like they're in, con- in control and, and headed towards a douchebag sweep, basically. Right. They look dominant in games two and three. And then uh, Ice Trey Young just went nuts again mm-hmm. in game four. Uh, to steal the win and even it out. Um, and then these guys have been ping-ponging. Or no, no, no. And then the Hawks won game five in Philly. In an embarrassing collapse from the Sixers. Right. So the Sixers blow a 26-point lead or something like that. This was on the heels of the... I can't remember which came first now. My brain is addled. But <laughs> the Nets came back from like a ridiculous amount down against the Bucks in game five. That was the, the KD game. And then the Sixers, I think it was the following night, right? Like, blew a 26-point lead. Um, yeah. And then uh, the the Sixers go into Atlanta, pull out a close one um, in Atlanta to force a Game 7. And now we're – that's where we sit now. Have you guys been um, paying attention to this series? What do you think – what have you learned about, uh, say, the Sixers, who are the – the clear favorites coming into this series. Why have they not just dominated this Nate McMillan coach team that, that everybody else know what has happens in the, in the second round. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, this has been a really fun series. Yeah. Super. I have enjoyed this one. Uh, Trey young is just so much fun to watch. Um, yeah. I mean, as for the 76ers, I, I mean, they have Embiid, but I I don't know. I just – that front office has always, you know, strutted around like they've got, you know, the championship together here. And I just – I don't buy it. I haven't bought it, and I don't buy it now. I mean, you know, they could potentially be, you know, on their way to the finals and have a legitimate shot against the Bucks, sure. But um, th- this just isn't a dominant team. This is Embiid and a bunch of other guys. Hmm. So, uh, the other factor is, is Trey Young is electric. Like, 
you know, he special has come down and just hit logo threes in key moments, like at multiple times in the series. Just unlimited to, range. Yeah, to to get key shots for them. And, you know, they're getting just enough from all of the other guys, um, Collins and uh, Bogdanovich and Capella. Uh, those Capella, guys. yeah. No, they're running a traditional yeah. lineup with two bigs. Those bigs happen to be able to shoot long, you know, twos and threes and whatnot. But they're both big guys. They're both uh, muscly and down low, which is, you know, it's kind of fun to see a traditional basketball team on some level the way they start them. Also, I was telling Harper off offline that uh, I watched Kevin Herter. It was tied 60, and uh, he comes down the lane with just his defender in his grill up his jersey, and he goes off the wrong foot fading away and, you know, cashes a mid-range jumper. And, like, there's not a lot of guys can do that. So when you say they're getting just enough, like – they're getting some special contributions. Well, right, yeah, 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 yeah. for sure. Things that things that they didn't. Yeah, yeah, okay. So just enough wasn't the right term. No, no, but I, I know what you're saying. Like They're it's not like statistically, it's not that big a deal, right? Yeah, like yeah. Herder's bringing you is not the 40 points that you know uh, that Trey Young is giving you, but like these are important contributions. Capella's sure. had a really good series. I, I've always thought that you know, so so. Um, Daryl Morey took over the team, right, and immediately traded for a bunch of shooters, right? That was the idea. You know, we bring in Danny Green. Over the, and, took over the Sixers. Yeah. 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 What did I say? You, you didn't. I didn't say who. Yeah, so Daryl Morey uh, comes in. He, he takes over the Sixers, and, uh, you know, immediately he trades for shooters. He brings in Danny Green and, and uh, Seth Curry and all this stuff, and um, he needs three-point shooting around Embiid and um, – uh, ben Simmons, because neither of them really... Well, actually, Embiid shoots threes, but Ben Simmons definitely doesn't. And so they he don't want Embiid, too. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. Because he's dominant down low, and every time Embiid shoots a three, you're like, yes, it's a victory, because yeah. he's basically an automatically two down, down low. And every time... Um, ben Simmons shoots a three, it's a huge victory, because if he can just knife to the basket... Because it was a two. terrible idea. Yeah, exactly. Um, so... So you surround those two guys with three-point shooters, and that seemed like that was going to be the, the cheat code and the key to the whole thing, and they were going to figure out how to win a championship. I don't think that – you know, ben Simmons, has, ben Simmons has had a terrible playoffs. He's averaging like 10 points a game. Um, you know, eight rebounds and seven assists sound great, but he's shooting – 33% from the free throw line and like 20 something percent from the floor. Like he's they just can't, can't hit the, the broad side of the fourth quarter. Yeah. yeah. Until the two minute mark, he's, he can't play. Yeah. 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 And it's not as if he's stopping Trey young in his tracks. Right. Exactly. And he was getting buzzed for, for defensive player of the year and he's not able to stop Trey young at all. I mean, in fairness, it doesn't really seem like anyone can. But, <laughs> sure. Fair enough. You know, you would like to if, think that your, you know, potential DPOY wing defender could do something to slow him down, but Trey's just gotten the better out of everybody and every defense. I mean, Nate McMillan really trusts this kid, right? I mean, he a hundred percent gave Trey Young the keys to the car, um, mm-hmm. and he's, he's making the right work. decisions a lot of the time. Yeah, uh, absolutely, and you know, it, it, it saves Nate that annoying having to make, you know coaching decisions or strategies <laughs> and other annoying things when you've got this, you know, super high IQ sure. point guard. Inbounds plays and, and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Just go out there and execute 
you know, with what he sees time and time again down the down the court and just, you know, continue to make great decisions. It's really, really amazing to see from a kid as young as he is. So. Yeah, if no if uh, Philly wins this series, um, I, I don't think they win the next. I, I think they're a flawed team, and um, I screw those guys. Yeah, so that's my next question. I mean, I think we can uh, maybe make predictions. I guess it's, it's – oh, we'll, we give either winner. We'll, I'll, I'll give two predictions. I'm fine with that. Sure. Okay, so, so what do you got then? Do you think Milwaukee beats either – uh, no, 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 no! I didn't say that. I think Milwaukee beats the snot out of Philly. I think it's a, I think it's a, I think it's a five, uh, a four-one five-game series. Wow! Yeah, really? no, Man. Milwaukee's got Philly's number. Just Brooke Lopez just eating up Embiid's lunch, huh? That's, that's right. That's right. Okay. So, so I got that in five, and then really I Brooke think... Lopez in it, you know. <laughs> Um, I think what I saw from Milwaukee in that, uh, you know, again, you guys mentioned not fair, uh, the cheat code uh, of Durant and Harden and uh, Kyrie Irving could probably win a title if they're all healthy. Instead, it was just Durant by himself. Um, But what I saw from the Bucs was Chris Middleton playing brilliant basketball down the stretch. Clutch, one of the most underrated stars in our league right now Mm -hmm. um drew holiday hitting timely shots he was terrible in the first half but hit big shots in the second half of game seven uh played some great defense down the stretch that was really important and then you know uh Giannis Antetokounmpo that was unafraid to go to the basket and 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 I think that they learned something from this I think that this is their chance to go to the finals to get beat by the Suns so I'm gonna say that (laughs) they will um They'll take out Atlanta in six. I got that. Okay, so you're taking if it's Philly five. Yep. And if it's Atlanta six. six. Yep. It's going to wash it face. Uh, I think I'm with you. I think Milwaukee beats either of these teams. I think that they are a very flawed team themselves, and so I think it will take them seven games regardless. Okay, to, to beat either team. I like that. That's yeah. good. I like that. Uh, I will likewise take the Bucks. This is their shot, right? I mean, this next is year, their shot. it's going to be the Lakers, and it's going to be the and Nets, the Nets. <laughs> and it's going to be a return to normalcy. And, you know, you feel bad for the Jazz that they didn't get it in because they had a real shot to go the distance here. Right. Uh, but, you know, the Bucks have got to make good on this. So um, I got Bucks and six either way, hopefully against ATL because I just really like watching them play. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, well, you know, uh, uh, Joey, uh, I told you Joey called me from his uh, yep, yep, yep. party. What's he got? Whatever he's at. Um, and uh, he said that uh, he likes a sweep by Atlanta mm-hmm, mm-hmm. over the Bucks. Sounds yeah, right. Yeah. He loves Atlanta right now. Um, he also said that um, uh, Joel Embiid is his favorite player outside of Paul George. <laughs> but but he also does love Brooke Lopez. He thinks it's going to be the matchup of the century. It's going to be Shaq Hakeem like. He said he said he said, "Do you remember the finals with Shaq and Hakeem and all the build up and then Hakeem uh, you know swept that series in four or whatever?" He says, "It's going to be nothing like that. It's going to be more <laughs> epic. It's going to be Embiid Brooke Lopez for 7 games." And Philly wins in seven. Oh, interesting. Yeah. 
I'm uh, glad you took such good notes on that conversation. I did. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. No, I yeah, I had, yeah, I just recorded with my phone. No, I, was gonna, I, I thought the predictions were so bold that they just etched in your brain. <laughs> I'm, I'm right. proud. I'm proud of his decisions. I'm excited about them. I think he's probably going to win a bunch of money in Vegas. Probably. All right, we're going to do choose your own adventure here, guys. So there were coach openings this week, and we could talk about those, but probably not much is going to change. Um, uh, so we can mention them quickly. Carlisle uh, out as the the Mavs head coach, uh, volunteer. He seemed to walk away on his own terms. And then, uh, Stan Van Gundy ousted as the coach of the, the Pelicans. So we can talk coaching carousel or we can do it on the Google wall to choose your own adventure. What do you guys want to do? Just go with a little coaching carousel. Yeah. I, I think I prefer that as well. Okay. All right. Sounds good. What? So, uh, can we get, uh, Rick Carlisle back, uh, on the Pacers bench? I guess that's how I'll start this question. Uh, I hope so. <laughs> One of the coaches that matters in the NBA. We've talked about it. He won a championship. He, he makes adjustments. He he is uh, he's created a culture. Uh, he's really I, good at getting more out of it, the sum of his parts. Yep, without a doubt. Every time you look at his roster and you go, mm, and then they, every time every season they win fifty games. Like it's just and and. And I'm actually really surprised that he walked away when he has the kind of talent that Luca is. Um, I figured he'd want to, you know, win another championship with Luca, but he may be looking at this and going, "That's five years away, and I don't have it in me. I'm getting old, and I, whatever." But like, I, I think this guy is one of the top, you know, five to seven coaches in the in the NBA, and we had him on our team. He has relationships with the people in this organization. He could be angry the way that it all ended, but um, I don't see why not bring him back home. Let's bring him back home. So I didn't pay very close attention to the story, but it seemed like there was a big shakeup in Dallas. So they got rid of Donnie Nelson Jr., who was the GM, right, as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a big shakeup going on. I is this a Luca is not happy with the situation type thing? He doesn't like what's being built around him or I thought I read that he was upset about the Donnie Nelson getting fired thing. So what's going on? Have you guys read more about this story at all? No, I don't know yet. Um, it, it, it certainly it's a big shakeup though. Um, I mean, ideally maybe if you're the Mavs, you're kind of looking at the situation and you know, you would just like to team up Luca with, you know, his career coach and career GM and just kind of be set for the next 15 years. Maybe that's the thinking right. here. Um, and, and there's a lot of good names out there now, right? Yeah. So there's like seven vacancies in the NBA right now. So you could go get Nate Bjorkren and just lock it up <laughs> in the future. Going to have to move quick uh, if you want to lock them down. <laughs> a lot of interest. That's right. But like Stotts is out there. D'Antoni is very uh, interested in coaching again. Stan Van apparently is out there. Sure, the garbage man. You could get Jeff Van. You could get Mark Jackson. Mark, Mark Jackson. Jackson. We got David Blatt's out there. <laughs> you got a blat out there. Uh, hey, uh, uh, LeBron, uh, the Mavs have called me up. I, I, I don't know what should I do. Uh, I, they, they've got this kid named uh, like Luca. Turn into Yoda. 
yeah, you got Steve Clifford, the big red coach, um, out in Orlando. Got Becky Hammond. You got uh, Patrick Ewing. You got uh, 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 Atkinson. Kenny Atkinson, sure. who I'm excited about. So right, okay. So so your theory is that they're gonna Mark Cuban and Luka Doncic are gonna share several bottles of wine and say, "Who are your GM and and coach dream combo choices. dream?" Yeah, I'm gonna go out and spend all of my money and get them. Uh, probably. Also, the Mavs did hire Nowitzki to advise them in their coach and GM search. So uh, I suspect yeah. that uh, he is the current Luca whisperer and will try and keep the young star happy. Dude, so was Cuban, do you think he's angry about the Christoph Porzingis uh, signing? Uh, There's a ton of money. You know, they traded. They traded for Kristaps. Um, and Kristaps is making like 20-some-odd million dollars a year. And he was broken when they traded for him. He's been broken most of the time. And he was healthy for these playoffs, and he sucked. Do you think Cuban was like, this is not my fault, this is other people's fault? Or did he make these decisions and um, he's trying to cover his tracks? I mean, no idea. But if if that was a mistake, like, I mean, I don't know if that's a fireable offense. Is that a fireable offense? Like, I mean, they, it's like it's whatever thing 20, you did. Exactly. And it's like $26 sure. million dollars a year for a guy to, like, put up 10 points and not play any defense in the playoffs. Yeah. It's not good. You're right. It's not good. But, you know, that – GM also drafted Luka Doncic or traded for him, really. So sure, yeah, traded trade. for him. Yeah, um, exactly. You know, made the trade. Exactly. I don't know. We'll see. I I suspect if 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 Mark Cuban wanted to be the GM of the Dallas Mavericks, he would just be the GM of the Dallas Mavericks. <laughs> right. For sure. And then uh, down in New Orleans, uh, similar situation. Well, not similar, I guess, but. Um, Timing-wise, I guess, to Indianapolis, Stan Van Gundy has a one-year tenure uh, with the New Orleans Pelicans, and then they let him go. Uh, what I read there, I have no idea if this is true, but Zion's family and Zion's camp, not very happy with Stan Van. Uh, and probably uh, deservedly so, given the way that they used him uh, this this year. And so Stan Van out. And... Uh, are you, are you mad the way they used him? I mean, he was doing a lot of, like, ball handling and, and interesting things off ball. And, like, I mean, you know. He I was, mean, I can't say that I watched super closely. But, like, so it seemed like there were long stretches in fourth quarters when he was not on the floor. Okay. And he was playing me, like, a lot of point learn guard and to, things, which he seemed to enjoy. They were running a lot of things through him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, right. th- I think that. When he was on the floor, it was fine. Yeah. I think that it was just the way that he was being the the uh, and maybe they were he, you know Stan Van was just trying to protect him and keep yeah. him well rested for the last five minutes or something. Seems like, that, like but, sort of minutes restriction adjacent behavior. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So which was so making the, the, the family mad because sure, the numbers go but, down if you're not playing enough minutes, right? I mean, I mean, maybe, but Zion nobody's to gonna like. <laughs> which he is. Right. right. Right, exactly. So, 
his numbers aren't going to be like everybody that that's in the know knows that Zion is a special thing. Like, yeah, what is he? He's he's a twenty and ten already, and he's a second year player, right? Like, it's just it's ridiculous. And it would have so been. I don't know the whole story, but it certainly would have been more understandable too had New Orleans been better. But they, they were not very good. Uh, right. I mean, Stan Van Gundy pickup never made a hell of a lot of sense for me as a pickup. It just seemed like a strange move to begin with. Um, I think you're fine cutting bait here. Um, obviously, you want your guy to be happy, but also the team just frankly just didn't perform that well and they've got the talent to be in the playoff conversation and they just didn't look the part this year so it's time to start over with the coach before you got to start over with your superstar well yeah you wonder if you know is brendan ingram the the right you know uh robin to to zion williamson's batman um you know is Lonzo Ball the right point guard for this team? I mean, they've, they've got a lot of personnel decisions they need to be. You know, if they had uh, Drew Holiday, they would have been better this year. <laughs> you know, like, was that trade the right idea? There's a lot of things that they need to think about. It's interesting that they, they took it out on the coach and not the GM, on my mind. I mean, it's a young team. They're all young, yeah. They've all, there's a chance to grow and become something. You're right. you're right, for sure. Which is part of the reason why Van Gundy didn't make a ton of sense for He's just kind of a right. He's he's more of a veteran team. A little old school. So you'd like to get somebody in there who can, you know, grow and shape this team kind of over the long term and so, so, uh, so yeah, I was gonna say I've heard of this guy named Nate Bjorkren. That's right. (laughs) He's willing to grow with his team, is what he's heard what I've heard. Yeah. All right, well, there you so, go. so does that mean that you want Stan Van? We just do a little coach swap. Is that what they're? Want the garbage garbage man, for the Pacers? No, I don't. But, <laughs> uh, but would I have been happy if that trade was announced? Like, <laughs> I might have been like, okay, all right, all right, cool, cool. I can talk myself into the, to Stan Van. Um, do, do Do you think that anything's changed? Do you have any? Uh, you know, since last week we did this, do you have a better prediction of who's going to be our coach? No. No idea. It's been radio silence. It has been radio silence. Um, I, I'm thinking... Maybe they'll just wait until the, the uh, offseason. Oh, yeah, there was a trade. We didn't talk about the Holy trade. Holy crap! Uh, Brad, Stevens Brad Stevens just became GM and then just was like, okay, I'm going to make a trade now. I, 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 got, I became GM back. two days ago. <laughs> And I hate Kimball Walker, so get this dude out of here. And I really am mad that... I really uh, don't like him, so I'm going to give you a first-round draft pick <laughs> to take him off my hands. I'm also really mad that Danny Ainge traded away my favorite player, Al Horford, so I'm going to bring him right. back. Yeah. Well, it uh, seems pretty clear that there was some uh, dissonance between the Ainge program and the Brad Stevens program. For sure. For years. sure. Really? So I think he we've got a pretty a good big, idea why that went down the way it went down. Yeah. So, okay, so I heard this trade, and I thought in my mind, I said, wow, they desperately wanted to get rid of Kemba to get an aging Al Horford on a gigantic contract back. Uh, like yeah, I mean, he makes less than Kem- Kemba, sure, but... And then they also sweetened the deal with a first-round draft pick. Boy, OKC fleeced the Celtics on this deal. And then I'm listening to the, the – they're not the starters anymore. What are they? No dunks. 
And all the guys on No Dunks are like, oh, yeah, Celtics clearly win this trade. You get Al Horford? Al Horford. What a guy. Like, I was like, wait, what am I? I don't, what, I don't get Al it. Al Horford didn't like, play Kim, all Kim season. Kim Walker's not washed. Like, what? what is going on here? Like, I mean, he was certainly not it, a good fit. He right. also was pretty injured all season. I mean, uh, yeah, true. Dave might be next season, too. Who knows, right? Right. But Al Horford was just asked to stay home, but he also is old. <laughs> but apparently it's critical. So, yeah, maybe it's... I mean, they certainly needed the big man, and, you know, they've oh, got a glut of The guards. Celtics needed a big man, so, and they needed some veteran leadership. Yeah. And, you know, certainly Horford knows his way around the building. So, you know, right. uh, they'll save some money on orientation, I guess. But <laughs> a first-round draft pick does feel like a lot for, you know, an aging guy. I mean, it's Maybe the 16th pick in this year's draft. So, Well, and that, yeah. that's also like a – that also feels like a coach move, which is I don't need this new draft pick. I got to deal with the guys. Give me players to win now. Exactly. Exactly. So it'll be interesting to have Brad Siemens, uh, you know, influence on this thing. He's immediately basically redoing what happened the year before uh, from Danny Ainge. So, so pretty interesting stuff. Uh, Also has no draft pick this season. So So is he going to trade? Like, are we going to see him trade back for Gordon Hayward somehow? (laughs) (laughs) He's like, that's my boy. I just I coached him at Butler. Gordy. Come on. Gordy. Gordo. <laughs> Do this. I, I definitely think he's going to pick up uh, uh, Shelvin Mack from the the D League or G League yeah. or uh, his, whatever league he's in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You think we can, uh, like, extract – Marcus Smart from them for like Keelan Martin or something like that. He's a Butler guy. I mean, yeah. Oh, I definitely think we could. I mean, do you okay. want Marcus Smart? Yes. I wouldn't mind some Marcus Smart. He's kind that of that is he's, like the he's type kind of, of the Lance the Stevenson type we need. Slightly crazy, makes some poor decisions. It would it would spark the leadership in in Sabonis and Brogdon to kind of help lead him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That could be the thing we need. And those bad decisions are becoming more and more infrequent with that guy. Yeah, and he's also really good at defense. and Really good. Like really good. All NBA good. All right, so Marcus Smart for Keelan Martin? <laughs> I mean, if we're at it, let's Keelan for Zion. I mean. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, like if you're if you're if you work for the Denver Post, you just you just say whatever you want. <laughs> Like, how am I not working for the Denver Post? I could make up that bullshit. <laughs> yeah. And worst news, CBS has a uh, – they basically graded the seven coaching vacancies in terms of, uh, you know, favorability for a coach. Okay. And we were sure, six sure, sure, of sure. those sevens. They had Orlando <sighs> Magic in front of us because, hey. No. At least if you're in a rebuild, you know what the expectations are. Ooh. Yeah. Who's after us? Because I feel bad for them. Uh, the Jason's Washington Wizards, <laughs> who have, and and the first line is you have Bradley Beal, who against all odds still has not demanded out of Washington. <laughs> so that's what you're walking into, and wow, nice, yeah. 
So what's number right. one on that? Because I oh, oh can oh, I guess? Yeah, fire away. Uh, magic? Oh no no no! I'm sorry I'm sorry. <laughs> Negative. <laughs> Negative. No, clearly not the magic. Um, the Mavericks is what I meant to say. They are because you get Luca. Okay, who's number one? Boston. Really? I mean, so that you can just get like a backseat driver from Brad Stevens the whole season. That's what I'm saying. Like I would put Boston like two and, and, and Mavericks Brad, one. Like. Like, really? You didn't call a timeout there? <laughs> <laughs> See, yeah, I'd put Mavs 1 and Boston 2 is what I'd do. Uh, I would. You've got Luka, who's going to be an MVP for a lot of years. I don't know. The Mavs still have those pretty awesome private jets, right? Like, I feel like Cuban treats his guys well. Yeah, he, he does. does. But Boston has Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum and Marcus Smart. Mm. Until we trade for him. For Keelan Martin. Right. Right. Until he has Keelan Martin, which will make it that that'll just seal the deal as the number one landing spot for coach. Well, then it's then it's back to my theory that Brad Stevens is going to walk right back to the bench. Exactly. You know, and be like, All right, right. he's got, got Keelan my, Martin I, now. Why I am got I got my guy? My team is on the floor. <laughs> my team is on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> I got Al Horford, <laughs> Keelan Martin. I don't care who else is on the floor. <laughs> I'm going to win a Jimmy championship. Gordo. I got Gimme Gordo, Gordo and Shelvin Mack. Let's run. Shelvin Let's Mack. <laughs> I got my seven-man row. To a championship yeah. and beyond. I guess I'll take Jalen Brown and, and, and uh, Jason Tatum. I guess. Sure. I don't need them, but I'll take them. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, let's call it there, boys, and uh, go catch the last have we five been, minutes. Have we been recording seven. this? This is amazing. What's that? We've been recording this. This is ridiculous. Oh, yeah. right. I just some, thought we were hanging out. People listen to this for some reason. I don't know. But. Uh, shout out to all the people that listen to this. Yeah, <laughs> seriously, shout out. We do love you guys. Okay, so th- and thank you for listening. If you want to chat with us and engage with us more, uh, we are on Twitter at Undebeatables. We have a Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash the Undebeatables. Uh, you can email us if you want. You can go to the undebeatables.com. There's a contact form there. Uh, or you could email us, I guess, sorry, at uh, shoutout at the undebeatables.com. Uh, while you're at the website there, click over to the first, click over to the undegoogleables site, and then you can subscribe to that. Uh, and then click over to the store page, get yourself a t shirt. Ah, nice t shirt. Mm-hmm. For our once and always GM, Donnie Walsh, and our once and always Hall of Fame coach, Bobby Leonard. turn out the lights, the party is over. <laughs> That is a man that has been road tripping with his mom for 10 days. (laughs) Party is over. Um, There's three minutes left in this game, so um, I've just got to run. I'm going to run to the hotel room and slam on the TV, turn it up super loud while my mom's asleep. That's my plan. (laughs) Sounds great. Um, Does anybody need some cereal? I got some. (laughs) Does it have one of those fancy waffle makers? Like uh, uh, you know, not what? the not the waffle maker where you pour it and you it's an actual waffle maker, but the one where it's like a 
Maybe it's a pancake maker. Yep, that's what like it is. A, yep, 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 yep. Okay. Yep, and it goes a little, a little track on it. Yeah, yeah. It's like a conveyor belt type thing. Yeah. Yep, yep, they got that. Mm. Um, that makes horrible pancakes, by the way. Don't get those pancakes. There's also, it looks like a, I don't even know what that is. There's a waffle one, and then there's, um, maybe that's a, an egg maker. I don't know. Your mom's an egg maker, you know what I'm saying? All right, we're at it. <laughs> Stop. Turn out the lights. So, wait, wait, wait. Uh, did we do that? Did we do that already? 